Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. Brian, a very good morning to you. Sorry we had to start our chat late. You know, we just got busy. <laughs> uh, you know, what can the, you know, what, at, at this particular time, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of this that you're going to be talking about. Cathy, I was going to talk about budgets today and the importance of a budget and how you go about doing a budget. But I don't think there's enough time to actually do that this week. I think we, I won't do justice to the subject. And maybe to also give our listeners an opportunity for next week to have a pen and pencil handy so they can actually write down. Um, I've gone through quite in detail how, how you go about doing a budget, the important things you need to do. But I think if I do it today, we'll run out of time. So what maybe I should just comment on today is September was a very difficult month for markets, including our market, global markets as well. So would you be happy for me just to discuss that? Yes, absolutely, Brian. Yeah. You can go for you it. Know, you know, it's like everything else. You know, when, when there's euphoria and everything is going well, no one thinks about the markets. But the markets have come off, which means people who get their statements at the end of September will see that September was about 4% off on the August values. And a lot of people watch this. And uh, I always say, you know, markets are long-term investments, so you shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be nervous about one or two months when markets are down. Never in the history of markets have markets run for so long. Our markets are now virtually run for 12 months without a breather. There was a slight breather in March. It wasn't very long. Our market is having a breather, but there's a lot of things happening in the world at the moment. I mean, the, the concerns in the world are... The China headwinds, the whole concept with the Chinese authorities coming down on the tech companies, talking about gaming and children spending too much time on gaming and uh, also um, companies like um, you know, Alibaba and Tencent where they were talking about education. So there's been, and also this Everglade, this property company, which is, looks like it's getting into enormous, it's got into normal, enormous financial difficulty. Then the United States announced, announced that they're going to have, there's going to be less accommodative monetary policy. I mean, the countries around the world have been flooding their own economies with printing money, and that's going to come to an end. They're also concerned about inflation in the USA and rising interest rates. Um, slowing growth, uh, concerned particularly out of China. Then we've had the COVID-19 pandemics and uh, the latest concern about the, the deadlier Delta variant. And then in America, they've also got the possibility of a U.S. government uh, shutdown uh, because they have a debt ceiling that they can't raise that debt ceiling. And it's amazing in America how the Republicans and the Democrats uh, always have a go at each other. Uh, I'm sure that'll get resolved. But that, all this is hanged in the market, and, it, and it's upset global markets and South African markets. But I don't think people should panic. I mean, although it's dampened risk appetite, weighed, and, and that's weighed heavily on investor sentiment, resulting in, in, in the fall of markets. Um, I, think, I think what is important to understand is that when you're investing, as different to uh, saving, saving is short-term, investing is long-term, you, you don't mind markets coming down because it gives you an opportunity mm -hmm. to add at the lower levels and, and buy lower. Uh, I, I, I don't think there's going to be a major crash, although we are seeing at the moment, moment yesterday again markets off. Uh, but, you know, the American market's been up 14.5% this year. So the market certainly was waiting, uh, if, you, if you use the analogy of a, of a, of a motor cup race, uh, coming into pits, having tyres changed, uh, something going wrong in the pits, and that's all happening. Uh, but investors need to understand 
that they need to be investing in either property and equities to beat inflation. I mean, the whole thing is if you don't beat inflation, you're going backwards. And whilst inflation figures are around about the 4 4.5%, pensioners are actually feeling inflation much higher because you've got, you've got increase in medical aid, rates and taxes, uh, food, transport. Those costs are all going up. We've seen what's happened with the petrol price. The oil price has now gone over $80, the first time in, in, in many, a time, many a period that has done that. And it takes time. So investors just need to sit tight. If you've got a long-term strategy, don't worry about, don't get sucked in, don't start to panic uh, because markets are coming down, even if they come down a little further. Just sit tight with your investments. Uh, and, and again, as I always say, talk to your financial advisor if you're concerned and don't panic. I mean, we, we, either, we either greedy or we fearful. And at the moment, investors could get fearful. So I'm just suggesting stay tight and don't panic. We're in conversation with Brian Hirsch, and of course, as always, you can dial in on 011-714-2006. Brian will take all of your uh, finance-related questions on the WhatsApp line. You can send those messages to 614 We'll take your text messages and your WhatsApp voice notes on that line. So, so Brian, you were talking about pensioners, and I know that we've had quite a number that have been calling in over this past year really um, that the interest rates have been so low complaining about the return on on some of the investments so with the market crashing like this or not crashing but you know experiencing this this downward trend what does that mean practically for pensioners Okay, so, so let, let me say this. Don't worry. Markets are totally not crashing. Markets mm. have come up. But they've, they've been phenomenal. They've been, global markets have shown returns of 18 to 20%. So, but let me just talk about interest rates. The talk, the talk is about interest rates rising. And it's a question of when they rise. Initially, in the USA, they thought interest rates would start to rise, uh, go up in 2023. There's now the possibility of that going up in 2022. We're even talking about an interest rate hike. Let me talk. For pensioners, any increase in interest rates is very good because pensioners really, their need is income, income and certainty. And they still, I mean, someone who goes on pension at 65 still needs to grow their capital because if you're going to live 25 or 30 years, if you don't grow your capital, you don't beat inflation, and interest rates are lower than inflation, certainly for pensioners. But the difficulty for me is if we raise interest rates in this country, 85 to 90% of working South Africans have got enormous debts, and their debt is either bond finance or motor car installments and, and maybe even others. And if interest rates rise, their cost of living rises because up to now, over the last two years, uh, those working have found that their costs haven't risen in terms of their debt costs because interest rates have come down. So they've actually had the advantage of their debt costs being lower whilst we all feeling, whilst on the other hand, you're feeling the inflationary effects of the, the, the various um, commodities I've mentioned. But for, for those working now, if we start rise, uh, raising interest rates and taxes go up, because governments are really pushed at the moment and they're looking for ways of how uh, that could have an enormous impact on working South Africans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how, you know, if interest rates go up in the next year by three quarters of a percent, you can add an additional cost to your, your monthly uh, debt costs of 25%, which is high. 
If you're thinking of someone who's paying 8,000, now all of a sudden they're going to be paying 10,000 rand to their bond. They're paying 5,000 rand to a motor car. Could go up to 6,200. And remember, this is money that, that individuals, consumers, pay with after-tax money, not before tax. First you get your income, your salary, or whatever bonus, whatever you get, tax is deducted, and then you've got to pay the cost. So pensioners will benefit, and pensioners have really struggled over the last two years because interest rates are low, and pensioners don't have a second bite at the cherry. They're not still working. They can't save more money. So I, felt, I feel very strongly for the many pensioners that talk to me and tell me how difficult it is for them. They're cutting back on their medical aid. And like youngsters can come cut back on their medical aid and go from hospital plans, uh, from, sorry, medical aid to a hospital plan, which will save their money. But pensioners, even in that situation, you know, as you get older, you need your medical aid more and more. Yeah. So it's a very difficult, it's a very difficult pull. But um, I'm, you know, I'm hoping interest rates don't go up too much. But it's certainly looking that that's that that's going to happen. Pensioners will benefit. It, working South Africans with debt will 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 certainly suffer. Brian, I've got a message here from Anonymous. He says, my son pays my medical aid premiums. Now they've sent a tax certificate on tax paid in my name, but I'm a, pen- I'm a pensioner, a non-taxpayer. Can I claim on this tax paid from the Revenue Department? Yes, you can. I mean, if you're a pensioner and, you, and, you, and there's contributions that you're making, the fact that your son may be paying it for you, your son could be showing that as a donation. He can't write it up, and it's your medical aid, and so there's no problem in you, you submitting it with your, with your tax return. All right. Let me take a call from Tabi. So you're calling us from Mafikeng. Tabi, so good morning. Good morning, Askey. Brian has good morning to you. And good morning, God that, you are, that you are still alive in the midst of the COVID-19. Yeah, I am. I'm still. Uh, I, I'm, I'm actually waiting to come back to the studio. Maybe third week, fourth week of October. Uh, but I'm okay. still at home and I'm still watching myself. That's good. We thank God for your for your presence. And Mr. thank Brian, you. I just want to ask you about something that I came across as I browsed the internet. It is called Easy Equities. It, uh, according to their profile on internet, it is the product of First World Trader, and it is a part of the pe- uh, Purple Group. So I just wanted to find out from you if you know anything about it. Is it a good thing to venture into where one can trade, or what, what's it, what, what, how? What's your view? Yeah, look, it's, it's, it, look I, I, I've never, I haven't done any due diligence on the company, so you always need to be warned. I can only give you my opinion, but I haven't done due diligence. It's very simple. You know, where there's a brand, I've got no problem. You tell me you want to put money in one of the banks, you give me the bank's names, I'll tell you, no problem. Easy Equities is, is a platform whereby you can buy equities. I, I think you, I, the equity, you've got to be careful what you buy. You've got to understand what you're buying. But I think it's a safe platform. I certainly do. I know a lot of people, a lot of my clients, when I do, look at their overall p- portfolio and I do a financial plan and, uh, for them, uh, and I see Easy Equities, I just, I've just listed as part of their assets. But it, it certainly, uh, I think Easy Equities is a good platform. Uh, I, I've, had no, I've heard nothing uh, detrimental about it and a lot of people are using it. But I've done no due diligence on it, but a lot of people are buying equities. It's a platform where you can actually choose, uh, put money in and choose what equities you want to buy. Just be careful that you understand what you buy. All right. All right, Brian. Okay. 
Thank Thanks you so much, Brian Hirsch. <laughs> Thanks for that call, Tabiso. We'll continue the conversation with Brian Hirsch on 011-714-2006. It's 10.30. Luanda is standing by with your latest news headlines. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.5 FM in Oat Bay. We're still talking finance with Brian Hirsch, and I'm seeing some of uh, your questions and voice notes coming in. I'll take your calls on 011-714-2006. Uh, Brian, I've got this text message here. Let me get through it before we go to the voice notes. Hi, Brian. I'm 44 years old, and I was out of work for the past six years. I just got employed again this year. Kindly advise the best pension fund I can contribute to, given my age. At work, unfortunately, there's at work. Fortunately, rather, there's there is one, but I still want to make an additional contribution outside of the one that work is providing. And that's a message there from Andile. Well, then, yeah, I'm very, firstly, absolutely thrilled that after six years you carried on looking for a job and you found the job. That's great news. And also the fact that you understand that you've lost six years of contributing to retirement funds. Yes, you must join your company uh, fund, whether it be a pension or provident fund. And then you're entitled to contribute to retirement annuities. A retirement annuity, you can contribute in total up to 27.5% of your salary. That includes any contributions made to a pension or provident fund. Uh, there are many good retirement annuities on the market. Retirement annuities where you buy yourself a room from an institution. You can go to any institution, a Momentum, a Liberty, a Old Mutual, anyone, and buy a retirement annuity, make a contribution, um, and whatever you contribute will be tax deductible. I think at age 44, because you've got still years to go to retirement, you want to be as, as, as growth-orientated as possible. So you're going to buy a retirement annuity, which, as I said, the room. It doesn't matter what institution. Now you're going to have the money's now got to be invested in what I call the furniture. And the furniture you move around because from time to time you may invest in one in one particular investment and then uh, and move to another. Uh, you know, and you can move within that retirement annuity. So now I suggest you get hold of a financial advisor in your area, speak to them, let them do a, a financial needs analysis on you, let them work out exactly what your income is, what your expenses are, what surplus you have left over, and how much you can contribute to that retirement annuity. All Good right. idea. Okay, fantastic. Uh, let's take the voice notes, Brian. So I'll just play one voice note and then you can respond after. Good morning, SAFM and other listeners. Rob from Port Elizabeth or Rebecca. Um, yeah, good morning, and Katie, you're speaking just permanently. Now, when it comes to Helen Zida, uh, I can just state it. Helen Zida has not changed. He, she has just revealed who she really is. You see, the, the, uh, Zida is just a white. Brian, you mentioned. Be careful about who you invest in cryptos through. And you mentioned a couple of um, more reputable exchanges. I'd appreciate it if you could rename them on your program today, just so that I can make a note. I've been thinking about Luna. I don't know too much about them. And then there's also El Toro as well. So if you could give us some advice there, appreciate it. 
All right, Brian, apologies for that. There was a bit of back and forth with those voice notes. I don't know if you ultimately got what the uh, listener was trying to ask, or is it better if I just play that whole voice note again? Um, I, you know, I think, look, look I, 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 I don't, if you don't mind, if you could just okay, send me yeah. that voice note. Yeah. And then, and then also, that, if we could just get that, list, that uh, caller's number, I'll give him a ring. Uh, because I, I need to un- understand a little bit more. I just don't want to give out names and don't really understand exactly what that uh, that call is looking for. So if you could send that to me, and also if you could please give us un- give, him- give us his number. Okay, no problem. We'll be able to do that. And then what yes. we'll do is that yeah. next week, then uh, we yeah. can follow up in terms of yeah. what um, yeah. what what the what the response Absolutely. to that question yeah. is. Okay, yeah. fantastic, yeah. Brian. Before yeah. I let you go, some of your contact details, please. Yeah, our lines back up and working, 011-880-4888, uh, 011-880-4888. Now, my request to listeners is please to make sure that you leave all your numbers, you have an answering service, and you let me know your question and where you're phoning from. Because last week I phoned four people back, got no response, no way, no, do not know where they're phoning from, and therefore... Once I phone back, I can't phone again. I can't pass your message on or your question on to someone in your area who would then phone you. So please, all those details. Thanks, Kathy. Next week, please, our listeners, if you could please get a pen and paper. We're going to talk about budgeting, how you go budgeting, about the budgeting, and what are the important factors in that budget. So many South Africans don't even have a budget. They, they, they collect their salary at the end of the month. By the 10th to the 15th, they've got nothing left over. And absolutely about over 10 million South Africans who are absolutely in, in debt and who have not dealt uh, who, mm. who are actually um, behind in payments. Brian, the budget is in our heads. Yeah, it's got to, it's got to be on paper. It's got to be on paper. Thanks, Kathy. Take care. All right. Have a, All right good good week, everyone. Bye. All right. <laughs> you see, Brian is a proper finance guy. He's just like Kathy. If a budget exists in your head, it doesn't exist at all. <laughs> and unfortunately, that's the habit that, that, that many of us fall into. We don't want to put it down on paper and deal with those numbers realistically, right? Because you're always just like, no, I'll just figure it out. So next week, we're talking uh, budgeting with uh, Brian Hirsch. Okay, lots of WhatsApp voice notes just on the other issues that have been on the agenda today. No surprises. Of course, a lot of your reaction to to the conversation around the Democratic Alliance. I'll play a couple of of those WhatsApp voice notes and then we'll be looking at World Teachers Day.